0: What's up, YouTube? Hope everything is well with you guys, today I have an amazing guest, I have Joe, a good friend of, of the channel, uh, another content creator, so I automatically incentive all of my viewers to check your page, I assume a couple of them already know about you, but uh, let's not uh, spend a lot of time me, uh, making the presentation for you, actually uh, share a, a couple of words with my viewers that may not know you, uh, your tar- your experience on the market, uh, how how you started etc yeah sure hello everyone so my
1: name is joe i go by jojo jms on instagram and youtube uh andre calls me a content creator i'm not really i upload like once a month on youtube but i have got a decent instagram if you'd like to follow that um so my story i'm from the uk uh, i've actually got into cars through my shop so i actually run a, a ebay store which i've ran since i was quite young i was about 12 or 13 when i first started it and i kind of moved into Sort of soccer card investing as opposed to just buying and selling in the last sort of three three years or so um so that's my story and then aside from my cards i'm also a diehard liverpool fan um and uh, i think we'll win the league next season
0: <laughs> you guys you guys actually took a player from my team uh, darwin nunez <laughs> oh yeah
1: oh yeah of course Yeah, that, you better <laughs> be good I, otherwise I... i'm blaming you
0: Yeah, because I support Benfica. So yeah, again, it's a pleasure to to have you with me. This was I, I was actually since I recorded my first episode, I think I started talking with you that eventually we need to do this and today is the day so i'm really really happy um i assume you know all this work i have five questions for you i know you also have a couple of questions for me and we basically go back and forth i shoot you a question then you you ask me another one at the start we basically just share a couple of thoughts but and uh, when all the questions are done, we go back to the first one and have a longer conversation is that okay absolutely Okay, so I actually will start with my first question for you, uh, like I said, just give me your, your first thoughts. Uh, question number one, I see that you've been getting more into pre-war, um, one of the areas in the soccer card market, and the, what is the best quality you see in that market versus other markets? Because at least, and you can correct me, I, I believe you you are engaging on that market more and more every day.
1: Absolutely, my pre roll is definitely my main area of focus. I'd say the defining feature of pre-war at the moment is the collector base and the quality of the collector base.
0: Okay, that's a, a nice a nice answer for sure. And we'll expand on that in a minute. Yeah. I, right now you can ask me one question that, that, that you have.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I was wondering if you had a defining moment in sort of your journey where you sort of realized whether you were doing something wrong or right and how things changed after that moment, if you had one?
0: Um, Difficult to answer a difficult question, and and will be a difficult answer to to be fair. I had a lot of those moments that I thought, you know what, I'm doing things right. Other times that I I end up questioning what I'm doing and I think is normal. I mean, we are talking about a super speculative asset, so there is no correct answers um, in this market, but uh, the one that and again we go back to this but the, the yeah. one that recently i've been realizing more and more is that uh, i don't want to to be um almost a refugee of psa of uh back etc i want things with the true rarity that you know what uh, does not matter if my card is in a scc slab or a psa slab is a card that the market is strong almost no matter the grade i know that's super difficult and to a yeah. certain point the grades will, will always matter but lately i've been realizing that more and more um so yeah uh, basically going from condition rarity more into true rarity even though i still see a, a lot of merits in condition rarity especially for super iconic uh, cards cool so Question number two, Uh, you have a big eBay store and you have been featured by eBay eBay UK right? Mm -hmm. Uh, a couple of times actually, I'm always seeing that on your Instagram, I even saw a couple of uh, YouTube videos, do you believe eBay will remain, since I would say you have a partnership with eBay Mm -hmm. right now, uh, do you believe eBay will remain the best place to buy mid slash high end soccer cards? Because uh, actually, let me say one thing. Because right now we are seeing that pedal have been gaining a lot of momentum. Goldine, uh, basically yeah. the other even my slabs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cards on the table. I'm pretty um, close with eBay, so my answer might be affected by that relationship. However, I would still say even probably if I wasn't in such a partnership that eBay is definitely the place for mid end, and then I would say low end as well. I know that wasn't part of your question, but low to mid end, high end is different. I agree that there's probably Uh, a whole separate opportunity there for auction houses like PWCC and Goldin to um, sort of hone in on that area. But I would say that without eBay, actually, a lot of the market would collapse because eBay is the the source of most um, comps, and it's also the source of a lot of data for uh, rarity of cards, and also the source for just finding cards as well. So without eBay, I think there'd be a lot of problems for soccer card collectors, particularly particularly soccer card collectors, because of the nature of soccer cards which are an international thing Um, and I think eBay is the place where that comes together and you can get data on those things and also find those things
0: no yeah I I would say I don't agree on 100% but we go back into that but in general I agree with a lot of your your points Um, and uh, and yeah uh, great great answer again so shoot me your question
1: (laughs) yeah sure so I've noticed that a lot of people who got into soccer cards started out as sort of investors or Um, betters or gamblers on the market and then they've slowly sort of moved into becoming a collector having fallen in love with whatever they were buying i was wondering sort of where you are on that spectrum and also where you see that spectrum going in the future
0: okay um i would say i probably did the opposite i started more uh, um like a collector and I became a little bit more of an investor. Uh, because uh, I started a couple of years ago, uh, prices are not what they, they are uh, today. And at that time, since prices are not super crazy in my mind, I, I was actually investing in uh, in other market, in this case Magic the Gathering. Mm. And that for me was where I, I, I really like to, to put my money, reserve at least etc. But with time, and especially with the the explosion of the pre-modern market, even in particular Messi rookies, because I I had a good amount of them, um, I started changing my shift a little bit because I thought, you know what, maybe actually soccer is is a a better opportunity than uh, TCGs, uh, in this case Mm. Magic the Gathering, but even Pokemon, I I had a a big collection. So I ended up doing the opposite. Where the market is going is is a great question, because there is a lot of people that, like you said, they they come to the market just because they think this is a huge wave. I'm gonna, you know, ride the wave, make some money, move on. But then they they start falling in love with the game. They start falling in love with the, and the, you know, soccer cards are so different than the American typical sports cards because. Mm-hmm. You can collect a card from Portugal, from uh, Netherlands. So many countries have so many, so much, sh- so 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 different releases that uh, is actually great. Uh, is is a challenger for sure. Starting to understand the, all of that stuff, but but it's also amazing. So I might. My, my, uh, i started in a different way like i said yeah. but i believe people will do basically what you said they they yeah. probably start like i'm a flipper you know what i actually like this type of stuff and we need to be better as a community to <clears throat> to help those guys you know yeah. even right. when and and i will criticize my, my, my myself right now even when i started the channel i remember saying oh the ultra modern guys the people from america and i honestly regret that because look we all have a start in the hobby. uh, will be different from person to person but the guy that uh, is just flipping bellingham's right now Mm -hmm. uh, in one year can be investing in pre-war for example or or pre-modern and vintage so good answer question number three for you the ESA, um, and I think you are aware of this news, will open soon a grading office in Europe. They will start like more a middleman, but the plans is, is yeah. to, to open a grading office, and you are from uh, that that region. So, in a few words, what do you think about this? When you saw the news, what was the first thing that you, you ended up thinking about? If you can, I remember? was,
1: um, to put it like mildly, unbelievably excited. I actually think that this is probably the best news that the UK market will, will have. And has had so far in this journey.
0: No, yeah, I look. I wish was in Portugal or or in other yeah. country because of, of the Brexit. But uh, as yeah. far they, I'm aware they will try to probably set up some type of middleman that I can send cards, for example, to France and then they redirect cards yeah. to yeah. to the UK. So probably will also be great news for for me. But uh, yeah, this is uh, again we'll talk about this in a minute, but. I I also got quite excited. So, uh, do you have any other questions for me? Yeah, I've
1: got one more. Okay, I said I are, my question was going to be whether you uh, do you set goals and if so, uh, what are those go- goals? Or if you'd rather not share, how long term are those goals? How how far ahead are you thinking? How are you giving your actions towards those goals?
0: Okay, um, I have goals. But uh, I've been realizing that my goals change almost every day. I know this may sound crazy, <laughs> but sometimes you know I'm not feeling that market anymore. Um, at one point, I was very close to buy um, a Pelé Aquarella because I'm I'm trying to find a nice Pelé rookie. Mm-hmm. But then I end up realizing, you know what? This is not a player that I really care that much. To to be honest, you know, and um, you know what? Now I'm trying to get more. Uh, into other legends uh, into having a, a, a one of the best collections in pre-modern basically things that makes me yeah. happy and um, investing being happy could be two different things of course but uh, one thing that i i realized even with my professional life is if you like something that you are doing most likely scenario: you'll spend a lot of time in that. You'll do a lot of research, and you'll become very good at what you are doing. So, if I'm engaging in a player market that I don't even like that much, uh, Pelé, of course, is, is probably the goat. You know, but uh, that, that does not mean that I have to collect Pelé. There is so many other players. There is Maradona. There is Cristiano Ronaldo, Zidane. You know, uh, so. Yeah, my goals they change basically every day, right now if I had to, to to share one with you is I'm trying to have almost uh, all the important cards that you can imagine in pre-modern. Of course this is not easy and is a long term goal yeah. but I really like pre-modern because basically it's the players I saw and uh, for me there is something special there and I also believe a lot in demographics in the future that more people will think like me on this one. Cool. So, question number four, uh, and this is actually related with something that you said on my discourse on the odd takes, You said, uh, uh, "I appeal beats rarity, uh, but most people prefer rarity over I appeal." Yeah. I thought this was a perfect odd take because a lot of people ended up disagreeing with you there. Yeah, they did. And by the way, that's a good sign because if I go there and I say soccer is the valley everyone will agree with me, but that's yeah. not the what taking in the end. Yeah. I mean, what take is something that is spicy almost that most people <laughs> go, what is this guy saying? Yeah. And yeah. I, I had that reaction, wait, what are you appealing is more important than uh, than rarity, um, but explain your thoughts because I'm really curious about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my, my thinking on that is, is that if, if you believe in the soccer card market and you believe that, you know, in the next 10, 5, 10, 20 years that collectors will come in and they'll appreciate cards, then you've got to bear in mind that they're dropping, you know, like four, sometimes five figures on a piece of cardboard. And ultimately, uh, obviously there could be many reasons why that person buys that card, but ultimately if, if, one's a collector, it might be because they really like looking at that card. And if that's the case, then actually the best card, the cards with the best eye appeal, actually become the most desirable. Because uh, if I'm if I'm dropping, let's say, let's say, 10 years down the line, I I win the lottery, and I drop, you know, 500k on a PSA 10 Ronaldo, um, the, and, and, and that and 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 I genuinely love that card, then I want to be able to look at the best looking copy I can see or I know of that exists. Mm-hmm. And I think in cases where you can compare that to rare cards, uh, which are maybe in slightly worse condition, actually the, some collectors might desire the card which looks better. Because if we move into that space where cards become art almost, then art becomes a matter of eye appeal and eye appeal therefore becomes really important for people spending a lot of money on cards.
0: No, Yeah, um, in the end eye appealing is very relative, so that that could be the problem. But I honestly don't think this is a bad thing, I'm being honest with you, because. <laughs> eye appealing is important and it's something it's a, that I believe a lot of time people don't uh, value in a correct way. It, there is yeah. so much beautiful cards that just because of that alone, they have demand. Um, yeah. So, I'm not sure if I would go s- as far as, as you end up going and the yeah, end is I take that rarity, that uh, I appeal beats rarity, but I, I agree with you that eye appealing is super um, important. Yeah. So, my final question for you and This is the question that I I always ask to everyone. Unpopular opinion on the hobby, on the card market, uh, or again, another hot take.
1: (laughs) Another hot take. Well, um, I'm not sure if you saw this one. This is another one I put into your Discord a long time ago. But I said that the best investors in soccer cards will not be on social media. Um, I don't know if I should, do you want to explain that or do you want to leave it there?
0: actually shared a couple of thoughts because now i'm really curious but yeah i remember that
1: yeah so that's i i genuinely and obviously i'm on social media just you know put my cards on the table but i, I would say that you often you find that the most successful people in on cards are not actually known to obviously there are exceptions but the, the best people on cards are not actually known to the general community on social media and that's because they're not they don't care about showing off or telling people how well they've done they just do the job and actually, you'll find that the people who really do well and make a lot of money are the sort of people who don't tell people about that because people who make a lot of money uh, do it on such a regular basis, or they've become so good at it that actually it's not something to talk about and shop about because it's kind of second nature to them. And all, and those people therefore aren't on social media because actually they don't need to make a you know make make a hoo ha about how they've made ten k or whatever on this card because they that's just business as usual.
0: No, actually, um, again, is is a spicy odd, odd take again, <laughs> but you are not uh, totally wrong in the sense that a lot of Chinese collectors they have the yeah. biggest. Uh, I was going to say that ultra modern stuff that you can imagine, and we are talking about millions and millions a lot of times, and they they don't participate in uh, any yeah. type of social and. Uh, actually related with this but i think it's also important did you saw the video that logan paul put about the the trophy card that, that he got uh
1: i saw i haven't seen the full video but i've seen clips of it yeah
0: he he he, he went to um i believe qatar and yeah. the 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 guy that sold him the psa 10 illustrator did not went to to be recorded so this actually goes yeah And this collection i believe they they said in one room they have the 15 million uh so i mean so crazy to to think about those it's just it's just insane so yeah
1: Uh, another example just quickly if you go to like major auction houses that sell art often the buyers are are want to remain anonymous uh, and that's you know th- th- for whatever reason but i think you'll find that actually that's the same for cards in some cases and the ch- people from asia i think are a great example of that also one more example really quickly is i saw recently on instagram i can't remember the exact name of the channel it's something like uh sh- uh show or something purchased a, a one of one oh, uh factor of was it ronaldo or messi chrome both are, the,
0: I, I believe he, yes he, he actually owns both the the yeah, one-on-ones the one he
1: bought recently i'm not sure whether it was the mess or the Ronaldo he went to
0: messy uh, messy because he went to paris with 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 the card because of yeah PSG. he went to somewhere really
1: obscure I think it was in Scandinavia to buy off this collector and I don't think he was on instagram either
0: oh i i don't know um yeah but yeah it could, could be another another good example for, for for sure um so let's go back to the question number one um and let's talk a little bit about pre-water up giving a, a great answer um but explain you uh, go a little bit uh, explain your thoughts a little bit more because uh, i my community is very engaged with pre-modern and vintage i feel pre-war is still a niche for a lot of people yeah but i think uh, pre-modern collectors vintage collectors they they are one step away of engaging in, into pre-war um yeah so yeah. right
1: Yeah, yeah, the journey often is from modern or ultra modern into modern into pre modern into vintage. That's often how people get to vintage. Mm -hmm. So if uh, even, you know, 20 people from your discord move into vintage, that's that's a positive for me. Um, So yeah, so my answer to your question was that I think that the vintage card market or the pre war card market has the best collector base. And what by that, um, what I mean is uh, the i don't necessarily mean the deepest pockets but i mean the people at the core of that niche or the niche of the pre-war genuinely buy cars because they appreciate them and they love them not because they want to buy them to invest or because they want to make money on them i find that in pre-war more than any other area of the soccer card market you get people who are die-hard fanatics of these cards who know all the variations who have huge appreciations for the true aesthetic of the sets which comes back to this i appeal thing i was talking about and I think that what 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 the good thing about that what 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 is good for that market is that then you'll see that in times of recession or on oncoming recession, if you want to you know use that that term, like we are experiencing now, you'll see that actually the markets where the collectors are will hold up the best because collectors appreciate cards for what they are, not as assets or as investments. They actually appreciate them because they love them. So when a card comes up that that, that person wants. It doesn't matter that it's a, we're in a down market or that we're in, you know, a cost of living crisis or whatever. Actually, it matters that they have that car because they love it as a collector, and I think that actually makes it the strongest market out of all areas of the classic car market.
0: No way! Great answer. I mean, you explained very well. Um, I guess I will share some thoughts on, on pre-war. No. It is a market that I do not engage a lot, but I know eventually one day I will start to, going uh, more into that market. Uh, um, I bought recently uh, a Koenig uh, Pyroteu uh, a legendary Portu- card. portuguese player, uh, but basically this is what I have. I, I don't have a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I also have um, uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, rookie cards that are also quite, uh, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I mean, I I have some experience into pre-war releases, but uh, I would not say I'm a, I'm a, an expert by any means. I actually don't know uh, a lot, but uh, I think it's, it's a great market because uh, it's probably the market where uh, you can find true rarity the most. Uh, a couple right. of things, if you miss now, will be problematic to find another one. And I love that. I think that that's great. Um, and in terms of collector base. That I cannot tell you if I agree or not. I I I believe in you, but since I do not have experience on yeah, that yeah. market, I, I don't know. But um, for sure, I think is is a great market. Is a market with a lot of history, and uh, I know it's a question of time until I start engaging more uh, there.
1: Yeah, I would say that, although my answer is collector base, a close second, that would be the fact that, yeah, as you say, there are genuinely, truly rare cars in the pre-war space. Cars which, if you don't buy it now, you might not see it for two years, maybe five
0: years. Actually, uh, this was not planned, but can I make you another question related with this? Yeah, of course you can. So, you, you said a couple of great qualities. Um, Actually, let let me give you an example, because I think this is the best way to introduce the question. I love pre-modern, but if you ask me what is the best quality on pre-modern, I probably would say demographics. I think uh, players are still super relevant on social media a lot of times. Those are are a lot of things and there is some true heritage if you touch it correct items. But I would say the worst thing about the pre-modern is a lot of players they have condition rarity only uh, and sometimes not even that mm. so i this is my question for you what is the worst thing about pre-war that you think of course i'm not saying it's a bad market but uh, if you had to do you think you know what this could be uh, maybe a problem in the future for pre-war
1: yeah i guess the 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 main problem you might have with pre-war is that actually you overestimate based on your emotions about cards how many other people will appreciate that card so if you actually you are buying in pre-war to make that's money, a great
0: point that's if you're a buying great
1: in pre-war point. to make money let's say you spend 2k on a card in pre-war because you love it and you think other people will actually maybe you're wrong then other people won't in which case you bought a really niche card which you might like but no one else does
0: Hey guys, quick pause on the video. Um, This was a a great podcast. Joe was fantastic on this one. A lot of great insights in my perspective. And I hope you you are also enjoying the, the podcast. If that's the case leaving a like right now or at the end of the video is something that i would appreciate quite a lot and this only shows support to me and even to uh to joe that uh, end up spending time with me and uh, providing this great podcast for uh, all of us in the end so don't forget the like um, Again, if you are not a subscriber, also consider to do that. Uh, Right now I want to talk about uh, two things. The first uh, will be my Discord server. We are more than 700 members and I'm so proud of that. It's crazy because the Discord is not even one year old and is growing every day. So uh, again, first, thank you so much if you already joined the Discord. And second, if you are seeing this for the first time, if you are not part of my Discord, consider to join. Join is totally free and is an amazing place to learn and share. And there is a lot of great debate, there is a lot of uh, great conversations there. And uh, I cannot wait to see you um, talking with me, talking with other collectors on the Discord. Okay. So the last thing will be uh, my Patreon and to be fair is the best way to support my work in a monetary way, uh, it's a community that I'm trying to, to build, it takes time, but we are growing quite fast and I try to provide enough value to justify the $10 you have to pay if you want to join the Patreon, I put exclusive content there so every Wednesday there will be a new Q&A on the Patreon side, I recorded more than 60 q So if you join right now, you basically have access to all of them. So content for a lot, a lot of hours, probably days. Uh, And I also put extra audio on Saturday where I talk about the state of the market or things that I think are relevant that week. So, if you want to join the Discord, link below the video. Same thing goes for Patreon, link below the video slash description. Keep one thing in mind. If $10 is a lot of money to you, you do not need to join the Patreon. But at least consider to join the Discord because it's totally free. Let's continue the conversation and I hope you enjoy this podcast. No, that, that's that's a great point, and honestly, was um, if I had to give also an answer for pre-war in terms of a bad yeah. quality, could be that because the thing with vintage, with uh, even with pre-modern, is we know the guys that we should touch it, right? I mean, uh, everyone knows Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. If you go to vintage, Hennessy, Beckenbauer, all of those, and in pre-war, I know there is uh, Dixie Dean. There is a couple that are also quite important. Yeah. But the other ones seem at least for me seems more like a guessing game will people realize the greatness of this player or not and that can be dangerous because maybe you could be correct but the market never appreciate uh, basically your perception so yeah
1: gambling on other people liking what you like outside of the big you know the big 10 cards
0: yeah, I actually have, have a couple of theories on, on a similar topic to this that is explored markets versus unexplored markets. And explored markets, they are very easy to, to navigate, but probably there is not a lot of opportunity since the markets tend yeah. to be very well optimized. But for example, pre war is what I call an unexplored market. We are still mm-hmm. trying to figure out stuff. At least is my idea. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yes, it's dangerous, but there is also the the upside that can can be yeah. huge if you pick the, yeah. the correct cards.
1: Yeah. So either it, it, it either it's inexplored because you've you've landed on the gold mine or it's inexplored because no one cares.
0: Exactly. I agree 100 percent Um so what was the question you had for me uh at, at the beginning?
1: The first so the first one I asked you was about defining moments. So was there a specific moment in time which changed the course of the trajectory of your journey into soccer cards?
0: Yeah, Like I said, um, th- there was a-, a couple of moments, for example, I would say one year ago, I realized that I don't like duplicates. For example, um, <laughs> as an investor, they-, they could be great because if you really believe in certain cards, it makes sense to have a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, you can actually sometimes even corner one side of the market, which is puts you in a crazy big advantage. But talking as a collector alone, I don't need two cards that look the same. You know, I would much rather move that card to something that I don't own. And I'm I'm always trying to find this balance. You know, look. For example, I have a couple of I've been investing more and more in Maradona, and they have a couple of de uh, stamps, which is my favorite rookie. To, to be honest with you, I have three right now, and that card is getting quite expensive. Um, but would I be happy with just one? Honestly, yes. Uh, you know, it's not like that. I care about the other two. I, the first I had gave me a good feeling. The other ones is more like, um, yeah, I think is a card that is a little bit undervalued. So let me speculate uh, on these cards. Uh, and uh, the, the thing I ended up saying on, on the, at the beginning was that uh, I ended up realizing that I like more uh, true rarity than uh, condition rarity. Not that I, I I was not aware of this because. If, if you give an option, most people will choose to rarity over conditioned rarity. But uh, it's not even that uh, conditioned rarity annoys me that much because, look, I understand a PSA 10 will sell more than a PSA 9. But on the other end, uh, sometimes I feel so unfair by grading companies, you know, that um, yeah. this car looks so great. And uh, I'm not trying to, to be rude with PSA back at whatever, you, you name the, the grading company. but. Uh, if you think about, uh, we all play this game, but we all know this is a really weird game because, look, you have your pre war cards that you love, right? Um, you spend, I would assume, sometimes hours looking at your collection, uh, seeing yeah. if this card have a nice eye appealing. You send that card to SCC, to PSA. The grader yeah. that started grading three months ago looks at your card for 20 seconds. Uh, probably the guys and i'm not criticizing really but that's the reality he's yeah, getting yeah. paid minimum minimum wage and gives you a, a scc one but if that person gives you scc two you probably make double your money so this is a little bit messed up because we are trusting someone that probably low much less they knew about that card and of course we use grading companies to first of all see if the card is real or not and also to take confirmation bias out because of course for us we all give a, a little bit a better grade than uh, probably the, the card deserves but uh, yeah. it's a weird system if you think about you know that um i spend so much time looking at the cards i end up putting a grade on my notes and then the grade is so different and you don't have any type of explanation I don't know, this is more like a rant, and I'm sorry for that, but um, uh, it is what it is. I no, don't that, like this grading game, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that comes back to the, my eye appeal comment. So, for example, I actually had an SGC uh, sub come back today, and it was all pre-war cards. And I wanted to slap them because, obviously, they become a <laughs> bit more valuable and they become a bit safer. But, honestly, I didn't give a crap about the grades because I knew I know what the cards look like in, inside or outside of the case. And I know they're really rare, so it doesn't really matter what the grade is. Um, wait, wait,
0: important. wait. Joe, just Joe, something. You said, I want to slap them, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you said that I wanted to, to slap
1: them. <laughs> oh, no. <I> <laughs> yeah, slap slab, slab, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I, to to I was to slap laughing I like
1: because... to slap FGC. I like FGC. Don't
0: <laughs> no, you're probably so bad.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I wanted to slap them, you know, just to protect no, them. They no, are a good way of protecting cards and also because. become a bit more valuable and they come easy to sell or whatever um but at the end of the day i I know what that card looks beautiful i don't need as you say some you know let's be honest some person i'm never ever going to meet some some nobody really to tell me what my card what my what my grade is of my card that's that's great in all if for value but actually for me to appreciate that card means nothing really i mean it it might mean something if you've got a psa one or a psa 10 but sort of as you say most of it's just a gray area and if you and if you To use an example uk the the, the older uk collectors so i went to a cigarette card show which is sort of you know 60 year olds 60 year olds mainly men who love cigarette cards and love the aesthetics of them they despise grading companies because they think they actually they they, they're just objectifying these beautiful cards that they love you know so what if this guy in america thinks my card is this great i love it
0: yeah no i mean my with that i agree 100 percent i it's something that I've been thinking more and more and more and more. I don't find any type of great explanation for this mania around grading. Honestly, I also think since we live in Europe, Joe, uh, maybe that's the problem. You know that we don't understand the American market as well as other people yeah. may may understood since they they've been say, seeing grading cards for so long. Um, yeah. And if you think about uh, you put a card inside of a plastic and it's sometimes 10x more and uh, Again, is an amazing game because we all make money because of that. Mm. But it's also something that, uh, at least in the long run, scares me a little bit. I I know people assume things will be this way forever, but who knows? Uh, you know, if um, look, people talk about uh, more technology coming into the grading space, mm. right? Imagine if Google starts entering the grading space and creates their own company. Will PSA disappear because PSA cannot compete with Google? Yeah. If you yeah. put crazy or even Amazon stuff, imagine if you if you if you buy a card on Amazon and they grade the card for you. I know this this may seem very unlikely at least right now, but who knows the the future? So. I and and that that goes in, into the direction of the question. I want to be um, I want to have cards that look no matter if it's Google, Amazon, PSA, Beckett yeah. grading, being the new king on the block. My card is a great card, and pre-war fits that that very well. Actually, because... yeah,
1: that, that that's one of that one, one of the main reasons why I believe in pre-war is because um, the card itself, regardless of the era, regardless of the grader, is protected by definition of its rarity or or its popularity. And what scares me a lot, as you as you allude to, is what, what yeah. What if PSA closed down tomorrow? And actually, what, what if what if it's in, uh, uncovered that actually PSA are unreliable or people? I don't know.
0: There's some sort of. Um... Joe, Joe, just one thing. PSA is a big company, but there is much bigger companies going bankrupt. Much bigger. I mean, PSA yeah. is not even in, in. So, and there is something around the obvious that they believe. You know what? This will not happen to us. Look, if you the SP 500, which is the biggest companies uh, in America, yeah. there is companies that go bankrupt there. You know, so yeah. if you put that in perspective, uh, again, I, I don't know, maybe I'm being a little bit too negative, but uh, no,
1: I, I, but I'm yeah. generally I'm generally very, uh, I, I think I am probably I'm a bit weird in this way, but I think about every possible sort of outcome, and the, the thing that scares me the most, if I was to use an example, is PSA assign my card a grade ten tomorrow. Uh, in five years, PSA go bust, PSA become, uh, you know, people don't rate PSA cards anymore. I send it to a different company, let's let's say, to use your example, Google grading, and I give it an 8. Because it's an arbitrary grade assigned by someone who doesn't really know what they're looking at.
0: Joe, I saw a guy posting uh, um, that he has, I believe, a top scrum Messi. Sent to CSG, got a grade. Sent to Beckett, got another grade. Sent to PSA, PSA said was streamed for some reason.
1: Yeah, I saw that post, I saw that post.
0: Sent to SEC got a 10. I mean, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah I know, and this is a topic that a lot of people do not like uh, i know i i'm worried of. i don't want to annoy your
1: viewers <laughs> no but, I, but your your psa cards are probably fantastic and i know not... but
0: but i also have a lot of viewers that also that completely agree with us on yeah. the And i believe more people are agreeing with with this yeah. Uh, lately
1: yeah just bet, um, if you
0: can I, I would
1: always say that you should buy a card for the card not the grade
0: uh, no i, 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 I say,
1: i'll say that to the day till, like, till the day i die
0: I, agree. Actually, I will actually will share something. I will not share the card uh, because I think the person don't want me to share the card. Mm-hmm. But uh, there will be a new card appearing on the soccer card market that is a huge card. Uh, I will not say the player because I really believe the person don't don't want me to okay. to share that. And he sent the card to PSA. The card never was graded and got a one point five. The card looks amazing i don't even i mean it's, it's not even a vintage card by the way mm-hmm. i don't know what what went wrong um you put you look at 1.5 in other cards versus that and does not look the mm-hmm. how, how can both be the same grade I, I i guess i can i can use an example of mine i recently bought abramovich rookie and the Ronaldinho rookie both PSA 4 my Ronaldinho. Looks like a PSA forum. My Primović looks amazing. So, yeah. Again, it's so weird to send. And if you try to explain that to a kid that don't have any type of bias with this stuff, he probably cannot understand that. How could uh, you know? It's it's a complex yeah. topic, honestly. But um, yeah, I I agree with you with, with pre-war on on that. Since that's why I'm saying eventually I will go into pre-war because I know I, I will like the rarity. Uh, but even in pre-modern, you can find through Reddit a lot of items in in vintage, of course. So I'm moving more into that direction, and that was a realization. I also t- told you that the other one: I don't even like duplicates. Actually, this could be related with the other question. A long-term <coughs> goal for me will, will to sell probably all of my duplicates and have different cards because that's honestly what I I enjoy as an investor. Like I said, probably is not the smartest thing, but as a collector, is something that I really want to to do. So, um, the question uh, number two I, 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 I had, um, and this is a, a very interesting one in, in my opinion, is about PSA UK. Uh, you said that you got very excited. Um, yeah. But let's revert the question a little bit. So, of course, and I agree with you, this in general is great news. But you think there is a negative aspect on this, for example? I, I guess actually, let me share first yeah. what I think could be negative. Um, I think if PSA opens in the United Kingdom, is not. I think PSA will open on the United Kingdom, but if they start to promoting the uh, if they start investing a lot of money in marketing, and I think that that's a possibility because they, they want to to have uh, cards to to grade. I suspect uh, I'm talking more about soccer right now, but you can apply this logic to Pokemon, etc get cards with low rarity that can actually explode in pop reports and uh, in soccer a good example could be merlin stickers we know those are not that rare yeah. Sure, so, i'm sorry so um i would say this could be a negative thing if you are not uh, prepared but you should <coughs> anticipate right now what yeah. you are doing in the market basically
1: i think an- another negative that might be worth considering actually is that the psa premium interestingly you might go down because let's say i i have as to use your example, 100 Merlin stickers, right now, I can't be bothered to send those to a middleman or send them to America. But if, if a PSA UK opens, then it's released really to just go and drop them off there or send them to um, send them to there from my door in a day. Yeah. And in that case, and actually the PSA premium might, might decline because well, well, you know, hypothetically, it might decline, because actually, I'm no longer paying a uh, I'm paying for a card. So if I were to pay for a card now on the market, a Merlin sticker and a PSA slab, I'd probably pay more than any other slab because people really prize the PSA slab. But actually, what if PSA grading becomes so easily that actually it's not, it's not. um... My point is basically that I worry that the some of the the value assigned to the attributed to the PSA like premium is because it's it's so hard to grade cards of PSA right now. It becomes easier that premium will decline.
0: Can I add one thing? And maybe this this actually is is actually uh, your point also. At least, and uh, this is my I guess my example. When I buy a PSA card, I also am aware that I'm paying for all the work that went to be yeah. to grade that card. And if yeah. I live in Portugal, that's a lot of work for me. Yeah. So, yeah. and that be basically what you are saying basically if you know what grading is easy i can buy a raw and and tr- and see yeah. what happens uh yeah that i agree that that could be another thing yeah. for for sure um if grading becomes so easy that everyone can do it probably middlemen will be the, the ones getting
1: <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i agree the convenience factor probably does. there is probably money in that convenience factor there um people would prefer to you know, as you say, buy a graded card and raw, raw, buy it raw, and grade it themselves. But actually, if I can buy it raw, have a shot at a higher grade than the one I'm looking at, and, and it's easier, then I might as well.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, especially not related with soccer right now, but. Uh... For example, with Pokemon cards with Magic the Gathering, you can go to Card Market ECG and buy 10 copies and uh, let's yeah. hope one get, get uh, a 10 or yeah. or, or, a, or a 9, whatever the grade you want. So, no, I, I think that that's a great point for, for sure. Um, yeah,
1: but generally, I think it's really positive. I think it will,
0: no, yeah, I, I agree. In yeah, general, we'll more, very good.
1: You know, encourage more people in the UK to grade their cards. And I think I think when people grade their first cards, that that feeling you get is like really addictive. It's it's so exciting, um, so yeah. I think people get addicted to that. And I also think people are more confident trading in graded cards. So if a card shows in London, it, most of the cards that are graded, it becomes a lot more. Uh, people become a lot, lot, lot more confident. So it's really exciting.
0: Well, I I agree, and uh, you know this because I know you also interact on different markets. But a lot of people are saying, oh, PSA, Europe, they will have a lot of soccer. They will have a lot of Pokemon. Oh, it'll, be, not, it'll
1: be Pokemon number one by
0: a mile. Yeah, not, not soccer, because uh, even in the United Kingdom, I know there is a lot of Pokemon. And there, there is big channels even related with, with Pokemon yeah. in, the, in that region. So, yeah, yeah. I think but, this in general is is great news.
1: Yeah, like like Gary, who finds you know his Pokemon binder from when he was a child in his loft probably probably unless he wants to sell them raw because he needs the money we'll probably just keep them but if he can send it to PSA who are down the road it then becomes you know these becomes so much more easier it becomes the implications are you know wild really
0: yeah the, the thing that I actually find super interesting is people say all the time that Europeans do not care about cars that much and of course there is some truth in into that but uh, TCGs in Europe are, are huge, I mean, uh, I played Magic together in competitive, and I went to different places and I'm talking about uh, sometimes thousands of people playing in, in a tournament. Yeah. So um, I think uh, TCGs will be, the, especially Pokémon, because we know Pokémon is super popular right now. But even Magic you, I think they will have a lot yeah. of demand for, for that in uh, in the United uh, Kingdom P- PSA. Um, Another thing that I also want to add to, to this, and uh, you probably agree with me, is it makes a lot of sense that if they are opening in Europe, first of all, they did a lot of research if this was worth it or not, because they will not invest so much money and fail, and they also believe that um, they probably will invest a lot of money in the region. You know, um, I would not be surprised if eventually they try to promote some type of national in Europe, like is is actually happening right now in America. Mm. So I think this is honestly great news, and I, I think the future will be even better than we think. Honestly, because yeah. uh, if they are investing so much money, and it's not only that, is. Beckett is watching, SEC is watching. They also think, you know what? Maybe yeah. we should do something. So yeah. all of this could, could be a great great news in, in my really? perspective. So yeah, uh, what was the, the second question for, for um, me? Jay?
1: Second question was, do you mean, do you mean third question?
0: Uh, I'm not sure.
1: So I've got the defining moment which you've done, then I've got the transition from investor to
0: collector. Okay, that I did not uh, answer
1: yet. Oh, you haven't done that one yet sorry yeah. i'm uh it's late in the day so um i said so often people um i found have transitioned from entering the market as an investor and then moving into it and becoming a collector as they come to appreciate the cards um my question was sort of where do you see yourself on that spectrum obviously you, you alluded to the, your answer earlier
0: no yeah actually my answer was was already a little bit longer on that one uh, and i think we will be fun actually to flip the question what do you think about that
1: Oh, um, I when I first so obviously I had my business since I was like twelve, and it, it's grown with with my age, um, and that was just to make money. But when it went sort of, but that was just sort of buying a car, selling it within a week, or buying a, a, you know a, someone else, some buying out someone else's collection, then splitting up and selling it on my eBay. Um, when it comes to sort of investing big money in cars and then betting on whether they'll do better or not, I started out doing that, and um, I mainly did that in modern and uh, pre-modern, but then. I really fell in love with pre uh, pre-war and I've now definitely um, sort of become a collector of pre-war I would say obviously I'll sell cards to fund other ventures and stuff when it needs be but generally speaking there'll be a few cards that I'll hold on to now probably for a long time uh, so I've definitely I'm definitely moving on that spectrum from sort of initially speculating to uh, now collecting and I think a lot of other people are too and we've seen some people drop out of the hobby with uh decrease in the market a bit recently and those were the speculators who weren't going to become collectors but generally people are staying around and those people I would say are more more inclined to become collectors sooner or later.
0: Joe actually another question for you because you started talking and I I realized this is something I really want to know. Um you have a business with uh, with your eBay store right um I for example I also sell on TLC and other platforms yeah. But I don't feel like that many relates with my life. Almost, it's more like uh, I sell it to buy another card. You know, yeah. is but uh, you you are in a different position, I would say, because you actually have a, a business related with with that. How you find the, the sweet spot? You know that you know what this card is for me. This card is I need to sell because if it was me. That will be a problem, honestly, because it's yeah. so easy to get attached to certain cars. But then you think, you know what? I need to keep the business going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so,
1: so I so this is actually links to two questions I've asked you. So one, the defining moment, and two, my long-term goals. I I realized that I was becoming too attached to my cards, and I was actually sort of putting my business into a bit of a liquidity issue because I was taking stuff, buying stuff, and not selling it. And obviously, that's bad for cash flow. And everything. Of course. So. Um, So i kind of had to had a moment i had to sit down with myself and honestly the answer is that i've got to be unbelievably strict on my goals so i actually this is this is a a, this is something i do so i actually collect a couple of cards games which are really cheap there's like rare cards to find which don't come up often but they're not like expensive they'll be like 10 20 quid and i I use those to sort of um fuel my collected the the collector inside me Um, and then obviously i have the pre-war stuff as well but generally speaking i buy everything to sell with the exception of like 10 percent. And I stick to that by being unbelievably strict on my collecting goals. So I can only collect this set, these specific cards from this specific era. And that really basically narrows it down to where I to a point where actually I can I can't often buy anything for my collection because there's nothing around. So when it does come around, I can buy it and put it in my collection. Great. But generally, everything else I'll buy would not would, would not fit into those collection brackets, which I've set myself.
0: No, well, great, great answer. Honestly, uh, yeah, if you're I, I really well. want
1: to do uh, like a, a content series on my YouTube where I show off my like uh, non like sports card collections, like my Doctor Who album sets and my Spider Man album sets. They're all like quite cheap, but they're beautiful cards, and they like keep me going. You know, in that in that sense
0: no yeah i mean that that's the thing people need to hear even in soccer i mean there is so much cheap cards in spain yeah just, just
1: just collect like if if you really want to collect but you also want to make money just collect something cheap like collect uh collect a, ma- a match tax or a panini sticker album or go back 20 years and try and complete a 1980s mexico set or 1986 whatever it was mexico set
0: yeah joe and you probably agree with me on this is the problem is sometimes people don't have realistic expectations in the sense that they want to collect ship, but also collect things that are great investments, that's super difficult, I mean, cards that are amazing investment. not all the time, but most of the time you need to pay a yeah. lot of money for them, it's not yeah. like that other people is not looking there. Um, But if you just want to collect for fun, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, the Doctor Who cards, uh, even Pokemon cards. There is a lot of Pokemon or Magic. It all depends if you want to go for the top uh, quality cards, or if you are okay with other also amazing cards that even in the future they of course can uh, can gain some momentum. I mean, uh, you see. Sometimes that TCG is exploding again, and I don't yeah. understand that very well, but it's a reality. So, yeah. Just to go um, back to
1: one, one thing you said though. So you said some people want to collect cards that are investable. Actually, I would argue then that you're not collecting it, there's a part of you that wants to feel collection, but there's also a part of it that wants you to appreciate. And therefore it's not actually, you're not actually collecting it because you plan to sell it subconsciously and down the line. So you have to only buy things which to collect, which you'll be happy if they become zero pounds worth tomorrow. Otherwise, you might get burnt, and uh, but but on the flip side of that, though, sometimes you'll find that if you collect something, other people will be also collecting it, and actually down the line, it might do well. So, to use a really random example, I I collected a Doctor Who set called Battles in Time. Uh, I've been collecting it for like five years since like two thousand and thirteen or whatever. Uh, sorry, two thousand like sixteen, um, and it was like the cards were like a pound each, pound to fifty pounds each for that the a couple of rare ones. And actually I found that I bought those just to collect, um, no, no investments in mine, just because I love the cars. Actually, I found that some of those cars have done really well financially, simply because there's other people like me out there collecting. So I'd be really careful when you, when you buy a car to collect, hoping it will also go up because you might find that actually subconsciously you're buying it not, not to collect it because you want it to go up and you're justifying it by saying, oh, it's for, for a collection, but it's not really actually, it's to make money.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but Joe. in the other end, I also don't judge, you know, people that don't know that because I feel I also don't know that. Sometimes I feel, oh, you know what? Oh no, I do it
1: too. I, I'm, I'm know, talking. Uh, like I know everything. I do it too. I buy a car like yeah. No, it's just, I, 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 don't know
0: I, I know that that you also understand this, of course. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, maybe there is someone watching this and thinking, ah, oh, you know what? I'm getting <laughs> called out or something. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We yeah, all, yeah. Uh, yeah. we all, like I said, this. I I talk all the time, this is a super speculative asset, it does not matter if you're talking about ultra modern or pre-war, mm. cards are worth what other people say they are worthy, yeah. not like that they have intrinsic value, but um, that, that's why it's so normal to change your mind all the time. Uh, yeah. If you actually don't change your mind, that's a bit weird, honestly, because uh, Seems like that you are a little bit stagnate, you know, on the market. I mean, if you learn more things, you find more passion. If you start engaging in pre-war uh, and if you are a pre-modern collector, it's normal that you want to sell some pre-modern to, to buy pre-war. Yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. people need to be almost open mind to this type of yeah. of stuff. Uh, and like I said. Um, I don't have the correct answer, you know, and you you also don't, and no, no one.
1: Everything I say is is I've learned from personal experience. So I bought a card, being like, oh yeah, I love this to collect, but then I get sad when it goes down in value. I've, I've done that myself. It's something that's happened to me before. So I'm just sort of speaking from experience. I don't. I don't. I don't judge other people's collections. No, I, I, I know, I know. You know. Just, that's my experience.
0: No, of course, and and people should be afraid of of uh, people that tell you need to collect this because I mean, <laughs> why <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, not that, <laughs> I mean, yeah, collect. What
1: you love, don't, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Buy what you love, and if it goes, but if if you go down in value, but you love it, it, doesn't matter.
0: Actually, I I guess I can share this example. Uh, yesterday on, on Discord. Um, one of my one of my viewers or one of the members there um, was talking about Hugo Sanchez ho- rookie cards, mm-hmm. and I was saying why you think it's a great buy? Because, for example, if I compare with Jared Mueller uh, rookie cards, I think those are a little bit a better opportunity because in terms of greatness, I put Jared Mueller a little bit above of yeah. Hugo Sanchez. Um, but people need to understand, it's not that I'm criticizing, he's buying Sanchez, it's just a debate, he's just trying actually to yeah. push some type of critical thinking, because I would yeah, also I be, yes, I will, if you tell me why you are buying Messi, don't you think Christian Ronaldo have more true, I mean, and those arguments, we can go back and forth and actually evolve as a person, but in the end, and you said that very well, collect what you love, of course, I mean, my opinion, like I said, I don't know the future, I could be totally wrong. Um, but My I also opinion. But I also think uh having people that push you to different uh, oh, yeah. ideas in a good way, of course, or at least try to push critical thinking is super important, but I guess yeah, we yeah. can apply this in life, not not yeah. only in cards. Honestly, yeah, you, you
1: need to you need to think about counter-arguments to your views in, in order to strengthen your views if you want to do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joe, the, I actually ended up uh, skipping one question, but uh, no problem. Um, the question number two uh, was actually was not PSA, it was the number three. The number two was, um, you have been featured by eBay United Kingdom a couple of times. Yeah. You have a, a big star. Um, and I ended up asking if you believe eBay will be the main place to mid-end, uh, even high end Low-end, I, I think we all agree, is probably the place for soccer cards but uh, looking at the question i was thinking i this is not honestly what i want to ask what i want to ask is will ebay be the main place to slabs? because Mm. raw of course i mean uh, you basically need to sell raw on ebay um but slap cards you know uh, cards on ksa on beckett What, what do you think that that's a great question.
1: I, th- I think that raw cars, I think most people would agree. Yeah, yeah. I think slabs that, that becomes a different entity, I think. Uh, you know what, that's, a, that's probably the best question of the day. Um, the problem eBay have with slabs is that they have competitors in that specific area. They they do well every everywhere else, but they have competitors in the form of golden and pwcc. But I think that um, they can, as long as their comp- their competitors don't expand outside the US. So for me personally, um, I've got a decent eBay store. So when I list a slab, I'm pretty confident that it would get a good visibility just by nature of the, you know, the reach I've got on eBay and whatever. Um, but I can understand why someone who has, you know, like hundred feedback or, or less might find it easier just to send it to PWCC who sell it for them. I think as people um acquire more graded cards it will become easier to buy them on, on eBay and I think the the authenticity guarantee that you've we've seen in the America I think that's that's been put in place to actually give people the confidence to buy on eBay I think that issue eBay have isn't necessarily with actually the the eyes they get or um wh- whatever actually it's to do with trust because uh, eBay in the past has been uh, you know associated with scammers or um you know all these horror stories that you hear every now and then um whereas golden and pwc is relatively new entities uh don't have these this same sort of reputation so actually i think people don't people check ebay as much as they check PwC or Golden. i don't think it's an issue of, of people seeing your card when it's listed i think it's more an issue of trust so i think if ebay attempts to bridge that gap of that trust which they are doing it the seem in america then there's still a place for uh eBay to do well and you look at you look at like you know Prostein auctions for example on eBay they still do really well because they get great eyes and actually I think you'd find that the, the PwCC on eBay still probably did better than PwCC is doing now prices wise
0: yeah I mean the market was also so different at the time you know uh... yeah I know but
1: even for like even for like uh even for like American sports going back you got as many eyes probably more on eBay than you did on the pwcc website Um, I think it's more an issue of trust, buying from individual people, not businesses.
0: Okay, this is a a little bit complex because you can make solid arguments for uh, action houses versus eBay. What, for example, I think was a mistake to ban PLCC from from eBay, honestly. I I also think they should increase their partnership, you know, because they have one of the auction houses with the biggest, probably the biggest, the biggest auction house in the sport, in in the, in the sports, uh, not in the sport because they are much more than soccer. Um, they should expand with them, not bend them. And um, maybe they have uh, good reasons. Again, really. we, we don't know. But I thought PRLCC is a big hole right now anyway. You know, um, mm. because a lot of times when I'm searching for. Uh, I love to buy Royals, so I also use eBay quite a lot. But when I'm looking for slab cards, I, I find them on PLCC, on Goldin. Not, you know, there isn't good quality slabs. They are missing a little bit on eBay right now. Maybe this is a temporary thing, honestly, uh, so yeah. could be that. But um, I think the eBay vault could be a huge thing yeah. if they know what they are doing. But I also end up changing my opinion a little bit on eBay for one reason. At one point I was basically like you, I said there is still a space for eBay, etc. With eBay Vault I even thought, you know what, PwCC, this will be a huge problem for them. Mm-hmm. But then I started realizing more and more, there is a huge problem with eBay. And the the biggest problem is they don't know cars and PwCC know cards. So you have ex- people that are experts on the card market there, versus people that probably don't have a lot of experience. Maybe yeah. they will find people that will be very good. But um, yeah, I think this is honestly a great debate, you know. Uh, yeah. on, only time will tell to to be fair. Yeah. Can I just say
1: I, one more thing on that?
0: Of course, of course.
1: Um, to, just to use an example, sim- similar discussions were had about sneakers and eBay's relevancy to do with sneakers once companies like StockX came around and I don't know what the other ones are now, but all, all those sneaker companies where you could buy sneakers outside of eBay. But you you still see that some of the most important sales come on eBay. And that's one because sellers it, it's handy. But two because our, it, I would say, I don't know about you, but I would say with PWCC, the fixed marketplace isn't great, because items are generally really overpriced. Um, and maybe we're, yeah. maybe we're, I think maybe we're also we're being a bit um, affected by our, our love for soccer, but actually, if you look at Pokemon, for example, the selection on eBay is as good as PWCC, probably better.
0: No, and, you you could be totally correct on that. Yeah. And also,
1: I, one uh, my last point would be is that buying on demand. So let's say I want a Cruyff card. If there's none in my PWCC weekly, then I'm going to go and look at eBay.
0: I agree. No, no, you, you are correct on that. But I also think that you go to eBay and you may not find one, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, and I, I, I agree with you about PWCC wholeheartedly as well.
0: Um I don't know I miss pdlcc cc on uh, Me on too. eBay I, those are the great,
1: those are great days they were really because,
0: because I thought they 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 again I don't want to go into the shilling bit stuff that's between no, eBay that. and and pdlcc cc but I, I enjoyed their uh, Me too you know their, their service so I, 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 I also, still enjoy I, it. I still enjoy them
1: can't stand extended bidding especially as a UK resident I don't I don't have the, the bandwidth to deal with that
0: Look, my, my strategy is very simple. I go to bed, I put a couple of bits, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times under camps. When I wake up, I check my emails, see if I got the, the email. You won. <laughs> if yeah. not... it never happened to me, ever. No, <laughs> honestly, this is actually it's funny that you said that because I, I'm a very cheap person. I always try to find the the crazy deal and of course that's very difficult but i'm also patient and that tends to help but i always i let's say sunday i i leave a couple of beats i go to to bed um and i look you know what 50 percent less than the last camp and of course most likely i will not end up winning this week i won so much stuff this
1: week was a slow week wasn't it
0: Yes, because of the national, a lot of people yeah. end up saving money for the national. I actually bought a Cruyff PSA two for one point nine k. The Polyrex computer football.
1: On, on that, by the way, I was actually going to bid on that, and I forgot.
0: <laughs> <But> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, actually, in the in the, the not this week, the other week, a PSA two that I thought was in, even in worse shape sold for, I believe, three point two k. So all of a oh, sudden the other one is not even 2k that's my reason at least i thought was because of the national and i i ended up bidding in magic the Gathering cards pokemon cards that I, honestly i was not expecting winning oh nice but, joe the, the funny stuff was when i ended up waking up instead of going to my email i actually went direct to the plcc website and honestly i thought i zero stuff yeah. when i saw the bill i was like wait what is going <laughs> on was a huge bill. Yeah. I was not expecting. I, I had the money there, to, to be honest. But uh, I was like, wait, what? I won. I guess I, I can tell you. I won a, um, a couple of Magic Gathering and Pokemon cards. But in, in soccer, I won uh, uh, the Cruyff PSA. Two was mm. around almost two k. I want a uh, Bobby Charlton uh, uh, rookie card, but the rarest version without the, the letters on yeah, the, the top. Yeah, the red and blue back. Yeah, um, I want a Maldini. I want a Grincha. Uh, all of, not, I would not say all, but most of that stuff really under the under camps. And yeah, I mean, uh, but I suspect next week, maybe next week will still be an opportunity because there is still a lot of people at the yeah. National. No, I think that
1: next week's definitely worth looking at
0: yeah for sure um but i guess you can even apply the 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 counter argument in the sense that maybe two weeks from now will be not a bad time to be because maybe people came from the national with almost a new motivation maybe with more money so yeah funny stuff to to be fair (laughs) yeah um so what is the last question for me
1: uh, the last one was about your goals so how how long term are your goals what sort of time frame do you give yourself and also what are they if you care to share
0: yeah actually when you end up asking me the question i did not have a great answer but in the last question i said that one of my goals is actually to sell most of my duplicates and basically I have one card basically I have uh i i don't want a lot of because i really do not enjoy that honestly um, no
1: I, i'm the same by the way
0: but this is a long-term goal. For now, I still need to hold a couple of cars that I think are under undervalued. And uh, I if you ask me ten years from now, I don't know, you know, in ten years I will be a different person. Um, fair enough. Yeah. But fair but uh, what about you?
1: Um so I have goals for my business. I want to be, you know, a certain size and stuff, but in terms of cards, um ideally I my my goal if I had to be is to have a Pelé at Ali for Bolliguet above a PSA one
0: okay that that's a great goal of course
1: so I'm, I'm everything I do is with that in mind so whether it's selling a card or buying a card it's I'm not, I, obviously there are exceptions so like PC pieces or special pieces but generally for an for an average Joe card I'd buy it with the long-term aim of okay this is going to go towards my Pelé fund
0: I mean it's, it's a great card it's, I guess you can debate is the most iconic cards in the, yeah in the market. And um, I
1: love it. I actually love it.
0: No, one day I also want to, to have that card, you know, it's not like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I completely forget about the Alifabolo yet. Um, but yeah, for now it is yeah. not in my radar because I think there is a couple of things that have a little bit more opportunity, yeah, here, but right? I
1: am, I am finding, I'm finding that actually that like you alluded to earlier though, that I'm I'm like stalling a bit. So some of my cars which I've said, yeah, I'll sell to fund the penalty, I don't want to sell. So yeah. Dixie Dean's an example of that. I don't want to sell any of my Dixie Dean cards, like any of them. Cause I think I'm so, so obsessed with him. But I did buy those some of not all of them, but some of them to sell to sell towards that goal.
0: But but uh Joe, that's actually a great example of uh rarity versus iconic, because probably your Dixie Deans are more rare than the Alipopoline. Oh yeah. yeah. But in the other end, I mean, rarity. Uh, one other thing that I say a lot of times in my videos. Rarity is not the only thing, of no, course. No. But of course, you can say is one of the most important things. Yes, but it is not the only thing. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, I honestly sometimes, and I do this mistake also quite a lot, especially recently that we focus on, oh man, this card is pop one. This card is so rare. Yeah. But then, and this goes into, into again, all the, the the conversation is related. That uh, yeah, but do people really care about this one? I mean, yeah, this card is much yeah. more rare than the Messi Evron B's or the Alifa Bolaget. Yeah, those cards are iconic, and there is yeah. something to say about that. You know, yeah.
1: that that card just being what it is it gives you a buzz. I remember the first time I ever held a Messi Mega Mega Cracks. Uh, it wasn't like good, good condition or anything, but. It's messy mega cracks. It's got a buzz around it because of the nature of that card.
0: It's the history, right? Is yeah. yeah. all the stories that you saw from other people? It's almost the lore around the card. You Absolutely. Know?
1: Couldn't agree more with that.
0: Yeah. The, Couldn't agree more. Yeah. The, these type of topics are super complex. Uh, the, yeah, we we can spend hours and hours and hours talking about yeah. this because sometimes I also have a different idea. Sometimes I think. You no, know what I don't care that much about rarity. I really want to have the most popular cards uh, in the obvious. Yeah, then, uh, yeah. So it's, li- it's balance. Yes, we need to find the balls. But uh, again, it's it's very normal to to, to not be sure about your uh, your pet. You need to find one but don't think that pet will be an obvious one, basically, yeah. because you will have doubts. I, yeah. I've been collecting, for example, not not soccer, but uh, Magic the Gathering for more than 20 years. And uh, right now I'm collecting much less, to be fair, because I really want to focus in soccer. But even when I was collecting for 10 years, I had a lot of doubts, you know, oh, should I go for this set, for that? And mm. uh, one year after that, I'm changing my mind again, so.
1: Yeah, me too
0: yeah and and think about this pokemon Charizard art based set is not the 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 most rare card in the world it's actually quite common if you look at the book yeah. Report. but if you have one in end it's a different card, you know yeah. because because it's
1: so spot on so spot on
0: because joe uh, it's, it's, and... it's,
1: it's, it's the allure of the allure of it just for it's like reputation
0: and cards are about that. You know, I, I know we are talking a lot about rarity, but cards are a lot about this. Oh, yeah, that's the bottom side any,
1: any Anyone who argues this card is rare, well, you can always argue, I don't care because this card is, everyone knows how sick this card is.
0: Yeah, that's why. And I guess I will shots, <laughs> shots fire right now, but I see a lot of people on Discord, <laughs> even on my, on my Discord, to be fair. And uh, on Instagram, etc. that say, oh, Messi on bees the pop is going up, you should focus on a different Messi. Yeah, but that's the most important Messi. So, yeah. uh, I don't know, I, especially in soccer, since we are such a new market, I feel sometimes people forget about this type of stuff. Cristiano Ronaldo, mega cracks, the pop end up increasing 50 cards so what you <laughs> know yeah i mean to demand that card dev the when when you see one for the first time that's a special moment Absolutely, and the, yeah. i have a lot uh, of yeah no no uh, no no you you can talk
1: yeah also the the, the probability so let's say 15 new let's say 15 new collectors come into the market and there are 15 new uh, Ronaldo mega cracks graded the probability that those 50 people want a Ronaldo is higher than them wanting any other card really.
0: Uh, 100%, yes, uh, there is also that that uh, we we have to think about demand right now but also about potential demand uh, and the uh, because the market will not be this way forever and uh, yeah. people say oh massive on bs or Christian ronald the pop reports are are a little bit tight, especially the, the massive on bs and i would agree with that uh, you know i also think for the market we have right now you can make great arguments on that front but uh, i think that's also a little bit short vision you know because yeah yeah but you think the market will be this way forever don't you think that if you all that cars uh, if you believe like me that uh, this can become even a mainstream market on, on the card world, that the pop will, will be actually quite low because if you compare with Charizard with uh, uh, yeah. Michael Jordan, Masahiro Ibushi is still a quite difficult card to find versus those cards. um yeah. I don't know. I mean, not trying to to say that rarity is not important because, like I said, I'm actually trying to focus more on that. But I also think you can make an argument that sometimes people get. To focus on that and yeah. uh, they show me a card you know what oh this card is super rare and yeah but who cares you know yeah Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, actually this goes into the other question that was eye appealing versus rarity, and i guess this is all related on that yeah. front because uh, um but yeah if you want to to expand a little bit more on the eye appealing yeah absolutely so uh,
1: so I think this is this is basically a continuation of what we've just been saying really of course is that a card can be as rare as it as rare in the world as it, as it you know as you want it can be pop 5 it can be pop 3 but that that doesn't mean that card's going to be the most special card in the world because one people like might not care but two actually when if money is to come into the soccer card market if it's to, to go well in the future and people are going to gravitate towards those cards which just look amazing um and uh that might not be the rarest cards so for example you might think the ronaldo mega cracks card which which i do by the way it looks amazing it shows ronaldo in his lisbon kit in that action shot and he looks really young with that those blonde highlights it's like just screams like early ronaldo and it's so cool to look at yo actually,
0: can i say the... can i say just one thing don't yeah, don't, go on. don't, don't lose your turn of thought And there is also a narrative that is a little bit bananas, in my opinion, that oh, Cristiano Ronaldo cards are not rare. You know, that the Cristiano Ronaldo Mega Cracks, I believe on PSA, and again, I know there is a couple on BGS also, Mm -hmm. is not even 300 copies. I mean, that's still a very difficult card to find. When I'm saying
1: rare, this is relative to the most common cards in the soccer market, like Ronaldo. I'm comparing that to like Steve Bloomer's, where the population is less than five. But,
0: But yeah. But but Joe, I think pe- people on soccer, and I believe we have a strong pre-modern and vintage community. They have a, a, sometimes the reality a little bit. I mean, mm. I'm, no, I'm not I don't want to say a wrong reality, but sometimes they they think that all cards need to be pop five or something. You know, I honestly yeah. sometimes I got a little bit confused. I think, okay, the pop is one hundred, but the the, the oh, look the the Pele is one hundred copies more actually honestly
1: who cares it's such an important part you know uh, yeah I, yeah i don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> I think, yeah and that eye appeal kind of comes into the allure of the card so if i if i'm a, if i'm a, you know like a a banker in the city who wants to spend a lot of money on a card to show off my wealth or show off my uh you know pr- prestige i'm not i'm probably not going to buy a really rare card because then no one will know what it is i'll buy a card based on one how amazing it looks when that that's to do with the grade and the condition maybe but two actually how that card looks in the context of the card market so that that card so you, is oh, i recognize that card
0: you want the card with a lot of history basically yeah a lot and, of and you want it to
1: be recognizable so no one really knows about your you know your pre-war vintage car which is really rare but everyone knows that you've got a really nice looking run out of mega cracks and i think that's a really important distinction to make it's kind of the, and, the, counter the argument to the people who are obsessed with pop reports is who cares and that is basically what that argument is
0: and the PSA 10 will still be quite fair but will be more condition rarity not yeah but but, but
1: I think I know I've obviously I've been talking about condition rarity earlier and saying how actually maybe that's not something that's that that's you should you know is the be all end all but then again if I'm if I have a lot of money to spend I'm going to want the best condition version of that card out there because I'm a card collector and that's because that you know that's psychological I want the best
0: yeah and so actually condition
1: rarity will then come to play there
0: like you said, it's all about balance. I mean, uh, I also don't think if you just, you know, you know what, I only care about rarity 100%. I also think uh, there is a lot, a lot more than that that you need to explore. Okay, but also have some iconic cards, some cards with lore that. Uh, uh, that are because the the problem with uh, cards that are super rare uh, a lot of times is they are not very liquid you know because yeah but no. people, the market is not that rare. No. Look, if you have a Messi, is a Pelé, for footballer, even a Pallelu for footballer, of course, is quite more rare than the, the than the Messi. But comparing with with pre-war, they are basically <laughs> the same thing. They are not yeah. rare. Um, If you have cards for certain players that are super iconic you might not get the money you want but you sell the card no don't have doubts about that i mean uh, so yeah this is a very interesting topic honest this could be a video alone as you can imagine yeah um so the, the final question that i had for you was your unpopular opinion um on the hobby um can you uh, say again what what you said
1: yeah sure so i said that the the most successful, or the most um,
0: oh, the, the other hot take, correct? Yeah,
1: yeah. The this was my other hot take. Actually, I put well, I don't know how many put into the group chat, into the Discord, but I've, this is one of them. Is that the best soccer um, card collector uh, investors, the ones who make the best decisions and make the best money, are probably not going to be those on social media. Um, and I guess the the point I the point I was making with that hot take is that you if you see someone on social media who's done really well out of a card. Um, that that doesn't mean that they could do well every time, and th- and this this is a general point about social media in life is you know social media is a highlights real It's all the good things that happen to someone, but that's not reality. Reality is they make bad decisions, they make good decisions, and there's sort of a balance between the two. And they might do a bit better overall or a bit worse overall. The best soccer card collectors, I'm not concerned. Oh, sorry, investors. Sorry, I'm not concerned with them, um, with showing off their wins or showing off, or or discussing whatever. They're concerned with making money, and so because by definition of them being good at investing and making good at making money, it's not going to be sort of natural to them to then talk about it on in Instagram, because it's not something that's unique to them or special for them, because they yeah. do it regularly. Whereas someone 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 like, uh, I don't know, uh, like, t- to use my example, earlier, like Gary, who's sold his child's life for two grand and made two grand profit or whatever, um, and bangs on about it on Instagram. That's because he's probably never done it before. And will never do it again. Whereas the people who do it regularly on a regular basis don't need to talk about it a lot because they do it a lot.
0: No, I mean, okay. So you are correct that a lot of successful people are not sharing their stuff, basically. Does not matter if it's Instagram, Facebook, whatever.
1: Yeah, sorry, yeah, anything really.
0: No, yeah, so social media in general, basically. Um, Okay, but I also think, being part of instagram groups discord groups basically you choose the the, the platform is also good because first of all you can learn a lot and i learn a lot from other people on it. instagram etc and um, for example I'm a little bit alone on this journey. You know, my friends don't don't care uh, a lot about cards. Yeah. Um, I have one or two that that may know more or less this type of stuff. I still have a couple of friends on Magic, but especially I'm talking more about uh, yeah. about soccer. They don't care about uh, about that, that much, and that was one of the reasons I created my YouTube channel at the beginning because I was, you know, what? Let's share my journey with other people. Maybe I can teach something to other people. Maybe I can learn something from yeah. other people. And after that, I did Instagram. I, I I never. I believe I have an account, but I don't even use a, a personal Instagram because I'm more a Facebook guy. I'm old, so I mm. never went to Instagram that 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 much. Um, but for cards, I think Instagram is great. You know, because even sometimes to sell stuff, honestly, because you know mm. what, I'm, I'm always trying to improve my collection. If I make a story of a card that, that I'm selling. So, honestly, everything is related in this conversation It's all again about balance, yeah. you know. No,
1: um... I, I should clarify, to, to be fair, I probably be not clear. I don't mean that they don't have social media accounts. I mean, like, they, they could be in Discord channels, but they'll be like silent members or They, won't they, be
0: they are people. more quiet, and, but they're if you are correct
1: on that. They're the loudest people, in, in, they're not the loudest people on social media. Be behind
0: and, the scenes. and you are 100 correct. I know some collectors uh, in soccer and even in Magic the Gathering that they know a lot about the market. They they talk with me private, but uh, they don't even communicate a lot with other people. Yeah. They they know their yeah. stuff. Sometimes they also ask me stuff, but they are very quiet in general. So you are correct on that, and. The, Again, it's not a market that I engage a lot, but ultra modern. We know China is is completely yeah. dominating ultra modern yeah. right now. You see sales stronger on on Chinese websites versus um, yeah. uh, eBay, for example. So there is a, there is a lot of truth yeah. in, in what you said, of course. Yeah.
1: Every now and then on on Vintage Discord, you get someone whose username you don't recognize share a picture of this, you know, this like fifty thousand dollar card. Yeah. Um, and that's because not because they know that they don't have social media, it's because they're not interested in, in what what the Lao people are saying. They're interested in making their own decisions on on their own terms and with their own thought processes.
0: Joe, that's is very fun that you said that because uh, yesterday, a new probably is watching this, but a new member ended up joining my my Discord server. Yeah, and he ended up sharing and you you can check that after the video. He ended up posting uh, um, is iniesta collection. The guy <laughs> had the noir. Card, I believe, uh, uh, as um, the one-of-one top scrum that we end up talking about Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, and he ended up posting this. Was a Spanish collector out of nowhere, and went, "Wait, this is probably one of the best Iniesta collections in the world." And this photo uh, is flawless, Lionel Messi. So the guy probably have a crazy collection, and uh, basically. Said, you know what? Uh, hello, I'm new here. I will post some, something. <laughs> yeah. And we all went. Wait, what is going on? Yeah. Who, who is this guy? Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. you basically end up just joining the the Discord, and that's it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. My 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 advice. I I, I say that like advice. My experience is, don't listen to the people that are the loudest on social media, because actually, the reason they have they're the loudest is actually because they don't have a lot to say. It's always the people sort of that you. Like that, like, the, like the example you just gave, those are the sort of people you want to talk to if you can.
0: Yeah, and especially I think one way to tell if the person have good intentions or not a lot of times, if he, the person really tries to to put you in a direction because maybe there is something uh, that they are trying to. Not yeah. sell you, but at least to push an idea on you, that you will yeah. push an idea on another person and yeah. with that even manipulate certain part of the market. And yeah. uh, I guess, again, I will talk against myself, I remember doing certain videos that if I was today, I will not, I will not do that, um, I guess not. not even the first time I talk about this. I feel bad to, to, to have done the Piney Trouble video. Not because I had bad intentions. I really thought Pine Trouble was an amazing set, but hmm. I felt super uncomfortable with the explosion on Pioneer Trouble because I knew I had an influence. And yeah. a sm- and that made me reflect a lot because I thought, man, I'm a small channel. you know. Uh, and yeah. I saw certain cards move because of that. I also don't think I was the only reason to, to be honest. But I was thinking. Oh, but if my channel keeps growing, I need to be careful with this type of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think we all need to to improve in this type of stuff. Um yeah. And that penny trouble video is again. I still love penny trouble. I still collect penny trouble. But if if I had the choice today, I will not make. I will not make the.
1: Uh, yeah. Videos. Yeah. I I I'd love to make videos like you do. I just couldn't. I, I, I like you say lot I, I worry that my what I'd say I, the, even if even if they don't listen to my advice directly, the way I frame it would then alter the way they, the person receives that information and then therefore makes a decision on something to buy. And I think uh, coming back to the, the original uh, you know unpopular opinion that you asked me about, that all comes down to sort of social media and the power of social media to sort of influence you.
0: Yeah, look, in the end, I, I also think the person that uh, follow your advice. Look, most of us are over 18 years old, so you need to, you are you are responsible by your actions yeah, yeah, in yeah. the end, you know, and this is a market that there is no protection. Uh, if, no. Th- if this was, for example, if I was giving stock advice, well, that will be a problem for me. But um, this is a super speculative asset. Everyone can say, whatever they want to, to be fair for example yeah. i say i say on my videos no financial advice but i don't need to say that actually i mean this is not uh, a security so i really don't need to say that legal no. but i still i still do it because i think it's important for the people to understand look i'm not sure yeah, yeah,
1: definitely definitely uh, I'm, and... I'm not for
0: one, minute, uh, one minute saying that
1: anything you're doing is is bad it's just when as a consumer when i make my decisions social media and people on social media are not the only source for information
0: yeah, and I guess I can share this with you and with with all the viewers. To be fair, the mm. the reason I started doing more podcasts uh, and less that type of content was I feel I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable with that content also because, wow. in the other end, it's very difficult to not talk about cards if you have a channel about soccer cards. So, yeah. and there is always a guide, no matter what you do. Oh, you are pumping this, you are pumping that, um, and. Th- I, I end up facing myself in situations that uh, when I made the video, I was not pumping anything, but I realized that I ended up selling a card after a couple of weeks. Just yeah, a mess, I, I remember, uh, I remember. a yeah. really difficult situation that yeah. you really don't want to be on that spot. So I've been trying to improve in that uh, longer conversations for me is, is what I, I feel like should be the future of, of this channel, honestly. Um, yeah. But again, I also don't, I also don't judge other people that disagree with me on this front that, you know what, this is my channel. I want to talk about whatever I like and that's it. I mean, like I said, in the end, all of us need to have some type of responsibility. Um, I never watch a video on YouTube and I go, you know what, I'm going to buy the car that that this person is talking about, Mm. but on the other end, I know some people do that. So uh, yeah, (laughs) it's it's a weird dynamic that we all need to find uh, as a content creator, you said that you are not a content creator, but you also made a couple of uh, YouTube videos. Um,
1: yeah, but yeah. Even like my mail day videos, people will see what I've been buying and think that because I am buying it, they should buy it. I, I'm not even saying to buy it; I'm just opening it on
0: camera. Um, another topic that we can spend a lot of our stock because this idea of pumping uh, is also difficult to define for one reason. Yeah. Do you have an Instagram? Yes. So, what you think you are doing when you share a card with other people? That's yeah. even if you want to basically share your app that you are happy that you bought this card, and most of the time that's the reason. Mm. But you are also influencing other people. I mean, that, that's why there is Instagram influencers, right? So mm. this is such a difficult market to to navigate, you know. Yeah. Um, for example, I use this example because I know it's not pumping. All Rey collection. Yeah. He makes videos about uh, a lot of players. He makes videos a lot about sets, uh, cards in, in, uh, in mm-hmm. especially in vintage. Mm-hmm. Well, if I do not know him, I can also look at that and think, oh, this, those cards will get more expensive because he, even uh, all says uh, says that, that type of stuff. Sometimes he talks about one cards, and guess what? People watching his video respect his opinion and buy uh, that card on eBay. Yeah. Is that pumping? I mean, I guess you can make an argument on that front. But in the other end, I think knowing the person, uh, knowing the reputation of Al also should be in line on this. Al is a guy that really believes in the market. Al is a guy that has have been doing a lot for the soccer card market. Yeah. So I don't take those videos as pumping. I guess my credibility cred- is not as good as, uh, as Al. And I would agree with that since Al mm-hmm. is, is a giant collector. But I also think people need to understand. Yeah, most of the time I'm actually just trying to explain why I believe this is a yeah, great set, yeah. a player, etc. Yeah. So,
1: I, I yeah. do that when I, when I post a, a card on Instagram. I sometimes, you know, justify my my thought process to buying it, and I guess that if you know in the wrong way, that could be conceived as me telling you that this is my thought process, which you should follow, which actually is not the case at all. I just really like sharing and discussing, of course, my purchases and. I'm sure some things I've said today people will, will be like what's this idiot going on about and, and that's great I want to hear I want to hear those you know those counter opinions you, you tell me I'm being an idiot, then we can discuss it and that's where that's where you really learn about stuff.
0: I agree 100% uh, spot on on that I, I, I that type of discussion is where you actually evolve, you know it's not actually, like. Yeah. Well, when someone you challenges
1: know- you to think in a way you haven't thought before.
0: Yeah, it's critical thinking. Basically, yeah. is is trying to yeah. to go in a different direction. And I also think, look, um, I was talking against myself, against other creative creators right now. But I also think there is a lot of negative people sometimes. You know that you know what. Move on. <laughs> if you don't like, <laughs> yeah. if you don't like what you do, what I do on YouTube, don't watch it. I mean, in the end, no one forces other people to yeah. to watch videos and. Uh, again i'm also not the guy that goes oh everything is positive you need no i also think that we need to, to criticize we need to be open-minded um, mm. but i also think at least people that uh, at least if you see someone always criticizing criticizing criticizing, uh, maybe that's a part that you should remove from your life Agreed. because certain people they they see bad in everything and a yeah, lot yeah. of times that's actually projection you know that they are doing absolutely that they are projecting that in you and yeah. it is and what again, it is, like
1: balance you, you want you want to you want you want people to challenge you but excessive challenging is just not not helping anyone
0: yeah the look balance is the is the thing that we all miss in life in the end because <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. i'm not sure if if uh, is in actually i also know in, in the uk is also like that but uh, you have people on the left you have people on the right uh, but if you actually try to put politics out of the way there is a lot of great things on the left there is a lot of great things in yeah. the right you know so <laughs> try to find the uh, pick this the best points on the left pick the best points in and this is Forget politics. You can apply this. I would say in life, try to find a balance because the world is not binary. You know, it's not like there is the correct and the wrong. There is more yeah. than than that, in in yeah, my it's opinion. Exactly. No I mean, this conversation I, I really enjoyed, Joe, um, because we're not talking about stuff that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I what is your goal long run? I don't know. Short term. Even short term, I'm not super sure. You know, yeah. so and the 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 problem that I see a lot of times is people try to force you to go into their direction because they feel if they have more people going a direction, they reinforce their beliefs. But in the end, uh, a balance is is what you, you yeah. should you should try to, yeah. to have. It, and Ultimately,
1: it, each to their own. If you like something, you like it. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um, obviously, don't throw money at those well i wouldn't suggest you throw money at those things unless you're confident in it as well
0: no yeah um joe It's more than one hour thank you so much for uh for for coming um i really enjoyed the the talk um and um, yeah we, we should do it the other day um not the next podcast, but to know
1: <laughs>
0: next year or at the end of the year, I, I honestly yeah, yeah. Don't, don't know. Like I said, I'm still trying to figure out this YouTube stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed. So thank you so much for for spending time with me. It means a lot. Um, oh, cool. And pleasure. yeah, um, I think all my viewers will check should check out your Instagram, your your YouTube. I will leave all 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 the social media below the video. And uh, was a pleasure.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you for everyone for having me. And uh if you're still listening, then you're not and you're not bored bored by my voice, then you've done really well.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. See you next time. Bye. Cheers.